Blog Talk Radio. Hi. Welcome to Thyroid Nation Radio, live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, and Tiffany will be with us in just a moment. We are sponsored by our favorite Just Thrive Probiotic. We are so grateful to have them. They are spore-based, verified to survive gastric acid, gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky gut, which is really good for people who have thyroid issues like me. And I take them, and I love them, and cannot live without them. So anyway, uh, that's uh, a... our, our sponsorship with our, with a Just Thrive Probiotic. Please check them out at thriveprobiotic.com with no S, thriveprobiotic.com. Today we are speaking with the amazing and fabulous Celia Aila Aili? Aili. Man, I can't say it. Caranza. You'd think I um, never lived in uh, Costa Rica for a while. We're going to be talking to her about love, light, positivity, and the face of illness in her new book, The Golden Butterfly. So, so, so excited to have her on the show. We've been friends for a while now, and she is just a light, one of those people that you uh, just want to be around and hang around. She's just that kind of good energy. So, I also wanted to mention before Tiffany gets on, I guess she's just a little bit late. Um, that I have some exciting news. Thyroid Nation is proud to, um, Thyroid Nation Radio is proud to have um, Thyroid Refresh as kind of a partner in a roundabout way through me. And with that, I wanted to say that Thyroid 30 is coming soon. You'll have to check it out. Check out thyroidrefresh.com, Thyroid 30. Okay, so I think that Celia is with us. Um, Let me just check. Tiffany is having technical difficulties, so I apologize for that. Okay, without further ado, please, 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 let's welcome Celia, one of my favorite people, um, and uh, she's here to talk about her book, The Golden Butterfly. Thanks so much. Are you with us? Hey there. Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Oh, I, I can't even tell you. I am so, so happy, so excited. Today is such an important day for me. Thank you so much for having me on your show. How are you? Oh, I'm so excited. And tell me, um, does your book actually launch today? You know, my book is already on the Barnes & Noble um, Oh, it website. is? Okay. okay. Yes, Amazon. But, you know, it is the first day, so we're having some issues with, you know, how it is, the technicalities, you know, um, issues with the image. But it is on there. You're able to purchase it. Um, Barnes & Noble is running a special price on it. And so we're excited. You could also get it through my website, which um, I'm excited about as well. It's It's been parked for such a long time. It finally went live yesterday. So, again, you know, we're... We're um, having a a few little technicalities, but everything that's supposed to work, works. (laughs) Oh, well, I love it. I didn't know it just launched yesterday because I went. You sent me the link, and I went and checked it out, and it's beautiful. And look at you. You just look so radiant and happy. 
I'm so, so, so very happy for you. I know it's been a really, really long haul. Actually, I think Tiffany's with us. Tiffany, mm-hmm. there? Good morning, ladies. Oh, I'm just listening. <laughs> Good morning, Tiffany. Tiff. finally here. Yay. And I agree, the site is beautiful. It's, Thank it's you. very reflective. It's perfectly reflective, Celia. It is, Thank you. isn't it? Thank you so much. Um, I want to share a little story about the um, photo, the image for the uh, front cover of the book, where I'm, you see the image of me releasing some butterflies. Um, those are actually live butterflies. Oh, wow. Um, <gasps> Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, they are. That's a very special picture. It was, you know, I strongly believe that the universe, there's no coincidence. Everything is placed right when it's supposed to be placed. Uh, divine timing is, right, yes, divine right. timing is always precise, and we must always trust it. Sometimes we feel like, why is this happening? But, you know, just keep that trust. You've got to trust it. And um, 2016 was a very important year for me. It's actually the year that I wrote my book. Um, and so many changes, so many things were happening in 2016. Um, I had gone through a whole, um, I call it the physical healing journey, you know, where I went through all the everything from head to toe, and I dug and dug and got to the root cause of every single physical ailment that I had, yet I was still feeling very, very sad, and I was still feeling mm, unfulfilled, you know, something was still wrong, and my body was sort of still acting out without a, you know, per se, you know, in quotations, a physical cause, um, and, you know, my, my levels were optimal. Everything was supposed to be where it was, but yet I wasn't feeling well. And so it's when I met, um, gosh, I'm going to cry when I say his name. Oh. I met um, my, my father on earth, my dear Padre Dimo, Dimo Di Martali. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of, I mean, he's like my number one earth angel. And when I met Dimo, I was in such a terrible uh place emotionally so so much had gone on which I do go into detail in my book and um Demo actually taught me how to breathe again he um he opened me up in a way that I I never been open to all of this before to new ideas new thought patterns and actually just everything he said just kind of resonated with me, you know, and it was like, ha, huh, I've known this from the moment I was born. Why, why did I stop believing in all of this? So mm-hmm. in 2016, um, there was, um, there was, a, I call it a phenomenon here. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. And um, in March of 2016, there was, I cannot tell you how many butterflies were in the entire city, everywhere I looked. And it was like a whole, you know, it wasn't just like two, three butterflies flying here and there. It was like so many of them wow. all over the place. And they were mainly monarch butterflies. Isn't that something? Oh, my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then my, my daughter said to me, she said, you know, Mom, she just said this to me last week. She said, you know why that happened, right, Mom? And I said, no, why, did that, why do you think that happened? She was because that was the, your sign from the universe, that oh. you are right where you're supposed to be. Those butterflies uh-huh. were sent here to Texas 
for you because normally they go, you know, uh, they migrate somewhere else. And she okay. said, but because of all the natural disasters, they got confused, and so they came over here <laughs> instead oh, of going wow. north. Oh, how neat. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, and I kid you not, I have not seen the huge flocks of butterflies ever since then. I mean, we saw them again this spring, but they they were not not the way they were coming in 2016, which, uh, you know, many of us know that that was the year of uh, the awakening. Many of us woke up that year mm-hmm. and or were beginning to wake up to a new reality, to a new way of being. And I personally welcomed newfound freedom. I was, I, that was the year that I freed myself from, so many things um, from all everything that I was taught uh, at home, you know, the way I was raised, society rules, everything that in the end I realized that it was all of this that was causing so much toxicity to my soul mm-hmm. that it, you know, it seeped into my body and my body became very, 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 very ill. Um, I was very, very debilitated. Um, you know, so and I talk about all of this in my book, and I just wanted to share the story behind that picture because my husband um, gifted me over 1,000 life butterflies to to release, and uh-huh. um, they they got here just in time before we went out to the river to release them, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I had a, a really good friend who's a photographer, and she said, well, let me let me come over and and you know we'll take some pictures as you're doing that and we got video, we've got all this stuff. So I thought, wow. And I, you know what I said? I said, I'm going to let go. I'm going to open the net and just snap, just click, click, click. And you know, we'll see what happens. And here it was, it was the perfect image. Um, it captures, I mean, I really wanted to, um, to wanted people to, when they saw my book, the first impression, I wanted them to feel joy, to feel peace, to feel love, uh-huh. you know, to feel like, wow, you know, just the bright colors and all the green behind it, you know, it's so much healing energy. And, you know, even I think that in today's world, um, even those who are not, you know, having an autoimmune disease who are healthy, you know, you're an average healthy person, I think we're all in lack of some healing, you know, for the soul. And Absolutely. so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this is what I wanted to, um, you know, project and I wanted people to really feel it. And I've gotten such, I've gotten such an amazing response. I mean, I, I can't tell you just last night, I, I got a private, I got several private messages, but there was one from a particular person who said, um, I want to order 10 books because I've got all these sisters and I just, and, you know, it was a beautiful message saying, you know, I just, I saw the cover and I think it's lovely and I just feel like it's something I need. And for me right there, that's it. You know, that that was my goal. I just wanted to touch one heart. You know, if I could touch one heart, if I could save one person, all that heartache, all the misery that I went through for almost 30 years, right. uh, that's, you know, that I'm, my heart is full there. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Uh, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, looking at the picture of your book and everything. I was thinking, you know what? If you don't have thyroid disease, you should just you should buy the book anyway, 
um, because, it, well, for one thing, if you don't have any issues, you should buy the book anyway and just leave it on your coffee table because it just makes you feel good. Right? 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 No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, just leave it there. I mean, Celia in every household. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Have coffee with Celia every morning, right? Right? <laughs> or tea. Or blown broth. Right. You right, know, right, that's right. what I'm having now. <laughs> I am. I'm actually having my morning green goodness, I call it. And it's, um, it's I make my own uh, chicken bone broth. And then mm. I um, I put it in the blender. You know, I warm it up. I put it in the blender. And I put an entire bunch of cilantro. I put an inch of fresh turmeric root, you know. Um, I put two scoops of collagen peptides. I put some stuff called Wake Up Maggie, which is uh, my way of getting my, my magnesium in every day, and a little <laughs> bit of salt, <laughs> Himalayan pink salt. I put, what else did I put in it? Oh, and I have got to have one wine and one lemon. <laughs> That's optional <laughs> for everyone, but I, you know, I have to have that in there. Blend it all up, and you sip it slowly, and it's, my God, it's just, it's, so healing, and it's just, um, and it's can't wonderful, you, you know, because you've got. Can't yeah, you see go Celia just, um, you know, like going over to a friend's house or traveling or whatever, and she's got all these ingredients in her purse because, like, you know, <laughs> that way she always has it with her. So she's like, yeah, well, so what if I have a lime and a lemon in my purse? So what? Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Celia, well, now we Dana. now we need a picture of you. We need a picture of you enjoying your your yes. your uh, beverage tomorrow I, morning. I will. I will. I'll, I'll up, upload that today. I think there's one on on my Instagram already because I'm I've been doing this for over two years already, and and it, I can't tell you how amazing it is. And you're right, Dana. I do travel with my ingredients. Um, uh-huh. Just getting. Uh-huh. I was just at a workshop, a medical intuition workshop in Maine um, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, with um, the amazing Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, who has certified me three times in medical intuition. And um, and I am not kidding. Maine is so far away from Texas. I mean, (laughs) of course, I'm not kidding. You guys know this, right? (laughs) But I mean, so far. And I travel, I, I'm not kidding, I've got a suitcase full of supplements and prescription meds that I must travel with. Um, everyone at the airport, you know, at the local airport, people already know me. Oh, here comes Celia with all her stuff. Yeah, just let her through. You know, the TSA, <laughs> check, just let her through. You know, we're going to open her suitcase anyway. <laughs> so it's hilarious. And, um, and I do, I travel with a whole bunch of, I actually am going to upload um, an article this week on my website on my suitcase of supplements and everything that I take. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up because it was about two years ago that I went on my healing journey and I decided to, um, I, I just cleaned out my pantry one day. It took me one day to do this. Because I said, I have to do this cold turkey, and I just, I've got to do it now. So I cleaned out my pantry, cleaned out my refrigerator, and um, threw everything out that was not organic. (laughs) And um, I switched it to a sort of a modified paleo kitchen. And uh, and ever since then, I I just, and that's when I actually lost 100 pounds. Um, Wow. And I just. Um, I travel with my food and I travel with my little, uh, what is that thing called? The magic bullet or. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I do, I do, and I make my, I blend my shakes in the morning, and um, you know, every time I take this class with uh, with Mona, with Dr. Mona Lisa, she, um, I adore her because I've learned so much from her, um, and she, she, you know, um, she sort of laughs with me, she sort of makes fun of me because she's like, there goes Celia, she's going to her room to make that shake, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yes, I do travel, and you're right, Dana, you will find uh, organic lines or lemons in my purse, as well as pink Himalayan salt and uh, a little bit of monk's fruit, just in case. (laughs) You know, I travel with my collagen peptides in a little little, um, Ziploc bag, and there's another product that I absolutely love. Um, It's done wonders because, you know, I've had... I had the carpal tunnel syndrome and the fibromyalgia and, you know, the joint pain and all this stuff. And um, so there's a wonderful product that I love called Beauty Water, and it's, uh, it's by Vital Proteins. And it's got collagen peptides, it's got hyaluronic acid, and it's got probiotics. So it's perfect. And, um, and I, I love anything with collagen because, um, of course, the main benefit is that it definitely, definitely has helped to heal my gut. I cannot tell you how much. I mean, it's like, you know how people, they say they're addicted to Coke or to a candy or something. I'm addicted to collagen peptides. I, I just, I cannot live without them. Those are my go-to. Yeah. And I've got them in strawberry and, you know, so I love them and they have healed my what gut. Brand, what brand do you use? I carry, um, uh, I use Vital Proteins. That's my go-to. Okay. That's my favorite. Um, we carry them at my store. I, you know, I've, I've used other brands, and I'm not saying that they're bad or anything. They're, everything is good. Everything works, you know. You have to be open to it. But as you and Tiffany know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, we're all bio-individual. We all have bio-individual needs. And I learned this the hard way. Um, because when I first got diagnosed, I had no idea. I didn't even know what a thyroid gland was. Could you believe that? <laughs> I, Most I, people don't. No Most idea. people don't, I don't know think what it any does. of us gave it much credence for sure no. before. No. Know, before Definitely it. not. No. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think that um, my, my addiction is my digestive enzymes. I have some chewable ones, and so those are my go-to. Oh. You know, you have your, your yes. collagen, and I have my digestive enzymes. I, like, really need them and love them, so that's my go-to. <laughs> yeah. I hear you there, too. I, I mean, I have to say, in my case, it's not just the one thing. I mean, we need another show, really, I'm not kidding, to talk right. about everything that right. makes my physical body function. But... My um, my message, um, and you will, you know, as you will, if uh, hopefully when you read my book, you will you will read through each chapter. It starts from the moment I was born to the moment I freed myself, I healed myself, and I oh, I have to uh, share with you guys. I've been cancer free for a year. No more inflammation in my kidneys. No more kidney stones. I, I'm so happy. I just, I can't believe how, um, how much um, it helps to not just heal the physical body, but your spiritual body. 
Um, and that's really what I want to focus on. Um, I mean, my book is, is, is amazing, and I love that we're talking about the book and you guys go buy it. But um, really what I wanted to talk to you about today was that, because I get a lot of questions. Um, a lot of people ask me, how did you heal? Um, there's another article that, I, that I'm going to upload soon. I'm, 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 you know, building the courage to upload it because it's a very vulnerable there's a very vulnerable image of me there. It's when I was 100 pounds heavier. And mind you, that was the only time in my life that I weighed 100 pounds more than I do now. And it's, um, it's, it's, vulnerable. it's a vulnerable picture. But I will upload it because I think it's very inspirational. Um, I think that it will help a lot of us who have um, a, a dead metabolism due to uh, hypothyroidism because really that's, that's what it happened. Um, I um, I gained all this weight because my metabolism was dead, in a sense, you know. And um, when I went on a spiritual healing journey, and I recovered, in a sense, you know, to put it this way, I recovered my soul because um, I um, just to, to give you a little background, I grew up in uh, I had a very good home. I always thought I had a wonderful childhood because um, I grew up with luxuries. I had everything. I had sisters. I had two parents that loved me. You know, I got to go to private school. It was, it was, you know, I had all the dolls that I wanted, and so it was a great childhood, right? Tell, um, but tell everyone where you live. I lived in um, in a border town in Texas, in Laredo, in Laredo, Texas, okay. and I was born and raised there, and. Um, Unfortunately, I grew up with an older sister who was very abusive to me. Um, from the moment I was born, at six months old, she threw me in a trash can head first. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah. and um, years later, we discovered that um, I played Josephine, and uh, that just means I've got a, a crushed skull, right? But uh, the damage to my brain um, in 2016, I had a car accident, and um, we had an MRI done, and it it um, it showed that there was some damage on my left hemisphere, which I know some some people said, "Really, you reacted that way?" Because I went, "Oh my God, that's wonderful," <laughs> um, because, <laughs> because for me, listening to you know my doctor, and then I was with this neuroscientist saying, "You've got brain damage on your left hemisphere." You know, how is it possible that you know how to read and write? And I bust out laughing out loud, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best day of my life. I don't really know how to read and write. I've got dyslexia. It takes me so long to put, you know, words together to read. And and so getting this news was amazing for me because it um, it explained a lot of things. It explained why, right. um, you know, for example, there is no way in how ah, I'm sorry, there's no no way that I can read a map. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry about that. Um, but there is no way I can read a map. I mean, if you show me the image of a map, I cannot. And, you know, and funny, at the beginning of the show, I said Maine is so far away from Texas because I cannot, I can't, um, I can't see a map. I don't, I'm geographically challenged. But now I understand, you know, I understand that it's because of that, that part of my brain right. doesn't work. Right. And, um, my accent, you know, um, the way I speak sometimes, I can't pronounce certain words. 
Um, and it's not, I don't think it's a language barrier. It's simply that that part of the brain that sends that signal, it just, it's dead. So it's not right. going to work. Right. And uh, physically, when we have the MRI physically, my left brain hemisphere is quite smaller than the right hemisphere, which um, my neuroscience, one of the neuroscientists I saw here in Texas said, uh, well, you know, we could perform surgery to fix that. And I looked at him like, <laughs> really? Really? Why? What? Are you kidding? I love my right hemisphere. And if it wasn't for my right brain, <laughs> I wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't be the person that I am. And, right? Um, Are you kidding? Look at me. Look at, look at how lovely I am and, and all right. this good stuff. Yeah. Are you kidding? You want to change this awesome. perfection? No way. Yes. That's exactly, that was my reaction. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? This is why I'm <laughs> such an incredible intuitive. <laughs> And it's true. I discovered so right? much. And it was great. Um, it was great to find out about the plagiocephaly because, um, getting back to the Hashimoto's diagnosis, um, it is, it's also crush, it's slightly pushing on my hypothalamus gland. So that may explain a lot of my endocrine mm-hmm. issues. Right? So, um, so that was wonderful. And also getting that um, MRI of the brain, it... Um, <laughs> This is the neuroscientist's words. He said, my God, woman, that's a huge amygdala. And he used the word huge, not large, extremely. <laughs> he was like, my God, woman, that amygdala. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean my third eye. <laughs> right. So, right. Um, you know, my, what great. big amygdala you have, right? <laughs> Like I'm married, I'm married, I'm married. Right. You can't ask me out, <laughs> right? So, um, so anyway, all of this was great to find out because um, this is what really helped for me to move forward. I closed the cycle and I found out the truth about everything. Um, now, I'm just gonna very briefly. We have time if you want. Uh, I just want to tell you my story with Hashimoto's very briefly because it's. Obviously, it's detailed in the book. <laughs> but um, I, ever since I was a little girl, I started getting strep throat around the time between three and four years old. And if it was once a year, you know, okay. But I was getting it. I started with getting it once a year till uh, when I was around between four and five. It went to every six months. And then it went to every three months until it was once a month for a really, really long time. And during that whole time, I was exposed to many antibiotics. Um, That's all really they were treating me with was antibiotics. Um, And um, when I was nine years old, I got my first menses, which was extremely scary because I was born in early. I was born and raised. Yeah, and I was born and raised in a small city. And back in the day, you know, nobody really talked about this. I went to Catholic school in 1980-something. So can you imagine Holy that? moly. Really talk right. about this. Right. So I, and, um, you know, I mentioned before, uh, my older sister was very abusive. And, of course, by the time I was nine, she had convinced me that I was a terrible omen on the family. Um, my godfather died when he was eight years old. And she blamed me for that death. She said that he died to get away from me. And, of course, when you're eight years old 
and you hear that, you really believe it. And um, and then there was another uh, tragedy in my family when my grandfather died when I was nine. And it was after my grandfather died that I got my period. And my sister also blamed me for that death. So, of course, I'm nine years old, and I've already killed two people, two people that I absolutely loved and two people that protected me and that helped me in a time where no one else did, you know. And so I really believed that I was, I was, you know, I, I, I believed that I was a terrible person at that time. And so I got my period when I was nine, and I was so scared because, of course, you're bleeding from a private part at that age, and right. your first thought is, my sister is right. I'm being punished by God. And that's what I thought. I thought I was being punished by God. Uh, my mother didn't talk about these things. All she said right. was, um, you know, just uh, use this. You know, she pointed to a cotex, and she said, just use this and change it every two hours, and you'll be fine. I was nine. Oh, my God. Right. I was not fine. Um, So then um, by the time I was 13 years old, um, I I had my first suicide attempt. I was so depressed. I cannot tell you. It is, depression is, is, I, I, I don't have any words to describe how horrible depression right. is and how how it just takes over you. It takes over your body, takes over your soul, takes over your heart, takes over your entire life. Mm-hmm. And all you can see is darkness and darkness and darkness. And on top of that, you've got someone who you look up to, an older sister, telling you every single day what a horrible person you are and how you're making up all your illnesses and how you're a drama queen. Uh, mind you, by the time I was 13, my period was lasting almost 20 days. And oh, I was, oh, my God. Was, oh, yeah. I literally thought I was going to bleed to death. I was so debilitated. I was so weak. And my mother, all, all she said was, that, that happens to some women. It's normal. It, it, you know, oh you're my. a girl. It's supposed to happen. So, um, (laughs) so, you know, um, and then of course it was my dad, it was my daddy who, um, who gave me the talk and who explained a little bit. I mean, he didn't do a much better job, but at least he (laughs) sat down with me and gave me a hug, you know, and said, it's okay. That's supposed to happen so you could have babies. So I'm, (laughs) you know, nine years old and going, do I want a baby now? (laughs) I want to, I want to play pretend baby. Oh, my God. So, you know, so then, of course, I'm going to reverse a little bit because there was a very, very, and I, I, you know, I can tell you this is what saved, this this event is what saved my entire life. Um, When I was, I'm going to reverse a little bit. I'm going to go back to when I was nine. The day that my grandfather died, um, we were out of town. We were not in Laredo. We were at a small island in Texas, in Puerto Rancis, <laughs> and um, my father got a call that my grandfather had passed away, and so uh, he sent me, he forgot something, he sent me upstairs to go get it, we were packing the camper, and so I ran upstairs, and I usually would take the elevator, but I, I saw a butterfly, of course, and I got distracted by this little butterfly, and, um, and it flew it flew in the direction of the, you know, to take the stairs where the door was. So I, so I ran after it. 
and um, and I was running upstairs, and I didn't see where I was going, and I literally bumped into my husband, into Wyo, my husband, um, wow. forehead to forehead. I was nine; he was eleven, and that when I when I bumped into him, the first thing that I saw were his his eyes. He's got beautiful um, hazel eyes, and so with the reflection of the sun in that moment, it looked like. It looked like the golden ray was in his eyes, you know. It was so powerful. I still remember that day. Um, and and I bumped into him. And it was daydreaming about a life with my husband that helped me to survive everything else that was going on at home. The abusive sister. Um, in my book, I talk about how many years it took me to finally admit and say out loud and I'm not ashamed to say it anymore because I now fully comprehend that it was not my fault. There was really nothing I could have done. Um, I was molested. I was molested um, by my grandfather. I remember being molested from the time I was four years old till I was about eight years old. And until it finally stopped. And, um, but I really believe that he started much, much earlier and I really believe that that's why I started developing chronic strep throat. You know, it's autoimmune. It's for chakra. And for chakra is um, your families. And families are supposed to make you feel safe and secure. And I was not feeling safe on home or, you know, around my family. Because um, it was my grandfather and it was my sister's abuse. And so... Um, so then, years later, when um, I was 16 years old, was the second time that I tried to commit suicide. And that time, um, that time was, um, was pretty bad because I remember waking up in a hospital and with my father sitting next to me, holding my hand, not, not understanding what had happened. And I myself couldn't understand what had happened. Um, at that point, they put me on uh, suicide watch and um, I was under the care of a psychiatrist who put me on antidepressants and who really wanted to put me on lithium, but my father didn't allow that. And thank God for that because um, at that point, I had uncontrolled that, um, autoimmune thyroid disease and it was undiagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. And the antidepressants were making... I, I can't even describe in words how bad they were making me feel. <clears throat> they exacerbated my depression instead of slowing it down. They uh, physically, physically, I, I started to develop migraines. But every time I brought it up to the psychiatrist, she just, you know, it was bad. It was bad. She even took me to the state center to see what happens to people who don't want to follow a treatment for their psychosis. Oh, my God. Which I thought, I was 16 years old, and I was being exposed to all of this, you know. <clears throat> so then um, my father, when the psychiatrist said this to my father, he said, oh, no, oh, no, no, thank you for your services. I, you know, I'm going to find my daughter help, and um, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And he did. He promised. He always believed in me. Excuse me if I cry a little. Um, my father, he always believed in me, and he promised me that we were going to get to the bottom of this because he strongly believed in his heart 
that there was nothing wrong with my mind. It wasn't about me uh, being crazy, because that's what I was called. I grew up being teased in uh, elementary school, middle school, and high school. Everyone um, thought of me as a crazy person, and it was very frustrating because I couldn't, I couldn't, um, couldn't control my emotions. I couldn't express myself. I couldn't say, you know, that, you know, it, it just, the frustration made it worse, you know? And right. so I did. I, I ended up um, coming off as a, someone extremely discombobulated, you know? And so um, eventually, um, I mean, like I said, my father, he, he made me that promise. But unfortunately, my father was murdered when I was 18 years old. And the day that I... I mean, that day, I felt everything. I had a vision. I had gut feelings. I had dreams. I warned my father. But, of course, you know, I'm 18, and I'm saying, I had a dream where you were going to do that, and you know. (laughs) So when he was murdered, when I found out, the day I found out, um, that same night, I made a promise to him and made a promise to myself. I didn't let anyone else know about this promise, and I promised that I would get to the truth and I promise I would find I would find out what happened and get justice for his life um, but of course I'm telling you all of this not to say value but because I was 18 undiagnosed and at this point I, at that point in my life now that I'm experienced now that I know my 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 antibodies must have been skyrocket high and my thyroid levels completely out of whack because I could not think straight. There was no one could get ideas out of my head. I was so determined. And I was, you know, I was 18 years old. And what I did, um, I took advantage of my decision. I was in, I had given, I had been given a scholarship in Mexico for um, Televisa, the Televisa Network for um, acting school. And I was modeling for Vanity Fair in Mexico City. I was doing runway bottling, and so um, it was in the early 90s. It was when uh, drug lords were rising, and um, I just, I used, I, I went on a crazy um, quest to investigate my father's death, and I would dress up with contact lenses, wigs, and, um, and I, I went to a city in Mexico where um, I spoke to someone, um, and they finally told me the truth, that my father had nothing to do with that, that his death was unfortunate, but had nothing to do with the cartels, and for me to go back home. And, um, and you know, and I think about it today, and I wonder, if I would have been on the appropriate treatment, I would not have put my life in danger. I would not have done so many crazy things um, in, in, you know, while I was, over there doing this, I was kidnapped. Um, I was, uh, you'll read about it in the book, but uh, my point is that I went through many, 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 many things. I, um, as I refer to it often, I, I was living hell on earth for many, 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 many years. And I really thought that that was it. I, I didn't, I didn't think I deserved happiness. I didn't think I deserved, I didn't think there was anything better out there for me because I had, when my father died, my older, my older sister, again, blamed me for that death, 
we were older, and she said, her words were, if you had not gone off to college to, you know, uh, pursue that crazy dream of yours of being an, a model and an actress, then you know what? They would have murdered you and not daddy because you would have closed the business that night. And hearing that, just, I, I believed it. I really did. So I was, I was at that point, um, I was attacking my own self, too. You know, I was cutting myself. I was, I was very, 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 very lost. Um, by this point, I had had two miscarriages. Um, I, uh, all, you name a negative situation, and I'll tell you. And you had it. That too. Wow. I had it. I did. It was awful. Um, it was it was really bad. Um, when I was, I um, when I finally was able to carry a baby to term, um, I was still undiagnosed, and I had my daughter, and it was such a beautiful pregnancy. It was it was the only time that I felt good, and later right. I found out why. <laughs> it was the only time I felt really really good, and um, natural childbirth, twenty one hours in labor, no epidural. Except I did take two Advils an hour before going in, and, <laughs> and she was bored. Two? I mean, she's, I took two Advils by the time I said, you know what? I changed my mind. I do want the epidural. They're like, oops, too late. Too late. Back in when it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we can offer some Advil. I was like, oh, great. I'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I had my daughter. It was beautiful. Um, she was born perfect. I can't tell you how perfect my daughter is. And um, and it was just amazing. And we were high, I was high-fiving the, the nurses and um, the doctor because I used to work for, for my OB. And he was like, great job, and we did it. I was like, we? Well, I did it. And, um, and it was really nice. And until 15 minutes um, later, I all of a sudden, we just hear a big splash, and I look up, and I'm – it's coming from me. It was a fountain of blood. And I just, I bled out, lost six liters of blood, flatlined for almost three minutes. And um, when I came to, when I came back, the doctors, you know, he, he was very nice. And he said, your daughter is beautiful. She's doing great. You did a wonderful job. And he said, but unfortunately, no more babies for you. They had to remove my uterus to save my life that day. And, um, and at this point, I was like, I have this little girl, you know, and I was really, really happy. Um, but I can't, I can't explain. Uh, to, I can't explain it to you. I just, I remember holding her, and I remember saying to her that um, not to listen to the doctor because, you know, in the end, he doesn't determine anyone's life and what's going to happen or not happen. Mm-hmm. It's all up to the universe. And mm-hmm. guess what? I've got a biological son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He did. He came 12 years later. I got my miracle. Um, and it was because of him that I was diagnosed. Um, right. When my husband and I were, I, I looked into adoption agencies. I got turned down because of my health issues. Mainly it was because they said I, they said I sounded unstable, that I really had to, they really, they, 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 you know, they said, I, I think, you know, we think you should, they referred me to a psychiatrist, to a therapist, because um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about anyone else. I, I mean, I've talked to some of my clients about this, and, and, and yes, um, we do have this in common with, with uh, some of my, I have this in common with some of my clients is that 
when your thyroid levels are out of balance or not optimal, and uh, and I suppose when you've been when you've gone so long without replacing that hormone, you have to remember I was 21 years without it. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't. It's a brain thing. It's a physical thing. You cannot control this because you need enough T3 in your brain to produce your happy hormones and for your brain to function properly. And if you don't right. get enough T3, your brain is not going to function properly and it's going to reflect, you know, when you speak or when you move. Or, and so I was always very jittery. I was always shaking. Um, when I spoke, I, I, I talked like this because I, you know, I couldn't control that. It was, that's how it was. Right. And so um, adoption agency said I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't a good candidate because of my um, emotional issues. And so we went and we, uh, we looked into in vitro IVF and we hired a gestational carrier through an agency who carried our son. Um, and it was at the fertility clinic. I was so excited. You know, we got an appointment and because uh, it was such a long wait and we got an appointment and we were able to be seen right away, um, did all the blood work. I get a call from the nurse and she says, you need to come in like right now. And so I come in, and they say, we have terrible news for you. And it's the doctor that says this to me. To me. And, I mean, I didn't have to wait, nothing. I mean, I came into the office, and they, you know, they walked me straight to the bath. And the doctor said, you know, I don't know how to tell you this. That's terrible news. Unfortunately, we, we cannot pursue the fertility treatment. And I, I just, I, it was like, what? You know, it was horrible to hear that news. And then he said, because... I, you're literally a walking time bomb. Your thyroid levels are off the charts. We, we can't, I mean, your TSA, we can't even mes- measure it of how high it is. Wow. And um, he was so, he was in shock. He could not understand how it was possible for me to be walking around, for me to have lived like this, you know? Right, for that long. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So then at this point, I was referred to an endocrinologist. And I, you know, I do have to say this before I go on. I do, I'm not against Western medicine at all. I am very grateful for Western medicine. I believe that we absolutely need it in this world. Western medicine has saved my life several times. So I'm very, very grateful for that. However, I do believe that um, Western medicine needs to perhaps if it looked at the whole entire body, not just the specialty, you know, not just the cardiologist, make sure the heart's okay, but doesn't look for anything else. And You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when I went in to see my endocrinologist, um, all she said to me was, don't worry, we're going to get you to, I've spoken to the fertility specialist as long as you're within the range of your thyroid levels, you'll be fine. That's, that's your goal, and that's what we need to do. And at this point, I'm going, oh, wonderful, a pill a day, yay. Is that what all it takes? Yes. I was like, oh, okay. And then I said, and what, what is it exactly that's wrong with me? And she said, oh, your thyroid doesn't work, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. And, oh, you've got this thing called Hashimoto's, but you don't have to worry about it. So I didn't worry about it because she told, she's a doctor, right? Right. Mm. And at that point, all I wanted was to get 
to, to have my thyroid levels within the range so that I can proceed with the fertility treatment. Um, so then that's what I did. They put me on the brand name of uh, Levothyroxine, and within, in a matter of two months, and I got the pictures because I began documenting everything from that time on, um, I gained 80 pounds in two months. 80 pounds, that's in two months, that's eight weeks, 80 pounds. And I could not, I could not understand what happened. And that's when I developed carpal tunnel syndrome, fibromyalgia, all this other stuff was going on in my body. Um, uh, after being on that particular brand new medication for almost, for another two or three more months, I, um, I was like, I was dead. I felt dead. I couldn't get up. I had no energy. Of course, my endocrinologist, she didn't do the whole, um, the cortisol testing or anything like that. She said, oh, you're probably having some adrenal issues, but that's okay. There's, you know, there's, that's not a big deal. And, I'm, and at that point, I didn't know what the adrenal, how important the adrenals were. And I didn't know anything about the endocrine system at that point. And so I thought, well, she's a doctor and the adrenals don't count, you know, because they're not really a major organ or a vital organ. So, okay. So you just kind of follow what they're saying? And it wasn't until um, after my son was born in 2011 that I, I was diagnosed in 2008. And then it wasn't until 2011 that, you know, after being on, on this particular branding medication for so long, I... I had no energy to care for my newborn baby. I had no energy. To, I couldn't. He weighed seven pounds, four ounces. I couldn't pick him up. Mm-hmm. I cried because when I picked him up, it hurt. And I, oh. I, I cried. You know, it was awful. And I was trying to breastfeed him. And I was trying to be super mom. And I had this 12-year-old who had all this energy, and she wanted to go shopping, and she wanted to do all this stuff with her little brother. Mommy couldn't get out of bed. Mommy couldn't even say good morning to her kids because it just, you know, the the action of just sending this signal from the brain to the mouth to say hello, to open up, that was, it was so debilitating for me. And then it was, how can this be happening? This isn't real. It's invisible. Nobody really explained to me what Hashimoto's was or right. what autoimmune disease was. So um, it was when I discovered your page, Donna. <laughs> um, uh-huh. After I, <laughs> the very first, um, the very first advocate that I found was Mary Shoman, and I have to thank Mary. I mean, Mary and I have become really, really good friends. She's She's more of a soul sister than me and, than a friend, and it's because of Mary's books that I, I'm not kidding. It took me like three years to read them and reread them because the brain fog was so bad and nothing was penetrating. But thank God for Mary, and it was through Mary that then I found you, Dana, and um, all these other wonderful hypothyroid um, pages. You know the groups on on social media, right. which was amazing because. I wasn't the only one in the world, you know. There were so many people, so many, and I say people because it's not just women. There's a few men out there too, and they were going through the same things that I was. And, and I have so to tell I you, have I have to, to tell you really quickly. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but um, no, 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 go ahead. You know, Mary wrote the foreword for your book, which is just so wonderful, and right. um, but yeah. also 
I remember when your um, friendship started because you were unable to attend the Me Time weekend she hosted. And so you guys, you guys spoke on the phone after that. And I spoke to Mary and I remember from the very beginning. So I feel like this kind of outside onlooker from the, from day one of y'all's friendship and I've seen it grow and blossom and flourish. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's a really, it's a really neat story. And um, I just wanted to share that with you. Celia, is that where you met Demo as well? Is the meantime weekend? I wasn't able to. Well, she didn't get to go. Time. Oh, she didn't get to go. I, didn't get I was going to gonna say, what the, how no. awesome that would have been. <laughs> it would have. And I would, you know what? I was very disappointed because my wonderful, amazing, loving husband, it's really important to have um, this kind of support when you're going through Hashimoto's um, or, or any kind of, you know, serious situation. Um, he had bought me the VIP packet so that I was so excited because I was going to get to sit at a table with. Mary Shomon, Teresa Tapp, Dima DiMartelli, Dana Bowman, you know, all the hostesses from, from the meantime. And I was so excited to meet all of you. And um, it was at that point, it, I had not, you know, my body wasn't, wasn't behaving the way it's supposed, the way it is now. It wasn't, you know, cooperating. And I went through a terrible flare-up. And I went through, kidney, through a kidney stone episode, and um, it was around that time that I started having trouble with my ovary, with my left ovary, with this tumor, and um, and I could, I just, I couldn't go, and I was so disappointed. And it was, I don't know if you know Jane Frank, Dana, but it was, it was uh, Jane is. The, oh, Jane! Yeah, Jane. Jane. Yeah, Jane. Jane is the one that um, you know. Is schedules all of Mary's consultations, and so um, Jane gave me a call and she said, "Oh, I, you know, she she said what you just said. You bought this and you didn't come, and what happened?" And so I told Jane my story, and she was so touched that she immediately. I mean, they sent me the most amazing um, goodie bag. It was like more of a goodie goodie huge box of <laughs> supplements and literature, and it was so amazing. And I remember. Amazing products, and I'm really hoping we could have a me time, you know, again. And I really want to bring it to Texas. And um, so we'll, we'll we'll let Mary think about that one for a second. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but I definitely want to have one here. Um, and um, and I met Demo through Mary when Jane she said I'm going to get you a consultation with Mary. How's next? How's Wednesday of next week at this time? Does it sound yes? Yes. Okay, so I meet Mary over the phone, and, and it was amazing. You know, I, I meet her over the phone, and she says, you know, we're talking, and Mary's very, you know, she's very grounded, and she's very, you know, her voice, is, it projects a lot of peace, and, you know, because at this point, I'm like, oh, 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 Mary, oh, you know, and, and so Mary, you know, she was, she was, so direct and so to the point, and she was spot on. I mean, um, I don't know if you know this, but Mary's highly intuitive as well. And, and mm-hmm. she is just, I, I don't have words to describe this amazing human being. She's, no, and she's, she's quite brilliant. Remarkable. And she's brilliant. Oh and she speaks English and fluent Spanish and something else. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's just one of a <laughs> kind, right? Seriously. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. For sure. A brilliant and mind. Let me tell you, 
I don't know. I mean, I probably shouldn't be saying this without Mary's consent, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it because I'm so excited. <laughs> but because you, you touched on that, she does speak fluent Spanish, and I'm very proud and very honored to, to announce that Mary and I will soon be having a website in Spanish that will deal not just with uh, hypothyroid, not just with thyroid issues, but um, endocrine issues, anything having to do with hormones awesome. and health and well-being. And it will be in Spanish, and we're very, very excited. Um, we're, we're just very, very excited. Um, Mary and I have been talking about a lot of things, about doing things together. And, you know, as you know, um, I'm also very honored. She was the first editor on my book as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's been my writing coach throughout this whole journey and I mean I don't really see her as a coach anymore she's more of like I said she's my true soul sister and um and I'm just so grateful to the universe for allowing my soul and Mary's soul to coincide in this lifetime because I the day that I met her I give her we hugged each other we met at, at the airport when I went to pick her up because I did have my private me time with Mary here in Texas. My wonderful husband organized a wonderful weekend where he flew Mary and Demo to Texas mm-hmm. so that I could meet them in person. And we had a great weekend where Demo, he coached, he coached me that entire weekend. And, I mean, I, 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 I check out his website. I, I don't know what else to say. Demo is just amazing. He yeah. He brought me back home. I mean, he guide, he was my guide to bringing myself back home. And my husband, he shook Demo's hand, gave him a hug at the airport right before we dropped him off, and he told him, he said, thank you for returning my wife. He said, I knew my girl was in there all along. So, right. um yeah, Demo is amazing, and that's he's very, very, he's very special. We've actually had him on the show, and mm-hmm. he touched yes. both Tiffany and I. He is, he's just one of those people. Um, I'm is. not even sure he knew his, or maybe he did. I don't know, but I'm not sure he knew he had um, all these gifts until later <clears throat> in life. Because um, I do know he, I guess he did some acting and some things, and he was in um, yes. a video. Uh, music video for Sade, S-A-D-E, one of my favorite yes, singers. Sade, I know, and, me too. I love um, her music. And, and he was in, you know, one of the videos. You can, like, watch it on YouTube, and it's so great. And so, like, I look oh at that. Oh, my God, are you serious? Yes, I look at that yeah. video and see him doing that. Oh, he's the stud in one of the videos. Yeah. And I look yeah. at him, you know, in that video, and then I think, because I know him years later, of the person he is now, and it's funny to see that those are the same people, but he's got some special gifts. I mean, your amygdala and his amygdala, they need to get together somewhere. <laughs> he's, like, he's like pure love yeah. and light in a person. Yes. That's how I would explain he him. Is. You know what I'm he saying? He just, yes. he just is very exceptional. He really the greatest is. thing about Demo, in my opinion, is his ability to empower another person to really um, acknowledge and see the gifts. You know what you just said. He he is love and light in a human being. Yes, mm-hmm. he carries he carries such a beautiful Christ energy, and he carries it with such grace. And he's so humble, mm-hmm. and he is, you know, he's he walks. 
He lives in gratitude every single day. And I, mm-hmm. and you're right, um, Dana, Demo and Demo's amygdala and my amygdala, they're really good friends. Really yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hang out all the time. They, they hang out all the time. Do you, and I, you know what Demo and I say when we hang up on the phone? Um, uh, I love you, Demo, because I know you're listening. Um, you know, he says, we always say this to each other. Um, I, I still coach with Demo. And so he, um, we're done with the session, and then, of course, we always take about 20 minutes to just have a little personal chat at the end. And um, he always says, all right, Bella, because he calls me Bella. And he says, Bella, I will see you on the other side. And I said, yep, see you on the other side. Love you, my friend. And that night, we see each other on the other side. It's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Cool. Um, he's he's just amazing. Um and, you know, I, um, it takes a really, it takes an army of earth angels and, um, to get you back to wholeness. It really does. But in the end, it's up to you. You decide. You decide what will happen with your life. You decide if this is the place where you want to be. You decide whether you want to fly or not. It's your decision. The journey is there. You can take it. Take it at any time. And don't ever feel, you know, one of the things that I really want to say is don't ever feel like it is too late. Whether you're 15, whether you're 30, 25, I don't know, whether you're 40, 70, even up to 85 years old, you know, if you really feel like it's time to take this journey, just take it. You know, find the courage to take your healing journey and bring yourself to wholeness. Find your way back home. You know, Dima always says to me, you know, your heart is the GPS to your life. You know this, right? And, um, and I, I, you know, I'm a Gemini, so I'm always overthinking stuff. Even though I have a small analytical brain, left brain hemisphere, whatever part of that works, it's always thinking. I was doubting, you know, and so I'm going, ah, ah, ah. And so I had to... Um, the reason I took the courses with Mona Lisa Schultz is because she ties, it's, it's so cool how she backs up everything that I've learned uh, from Demo. Um, I also have a very, uh, another great healer. Her name is Sarah Griscom. She's a Maori um, healer. And I'm also very honored and proud to call her my soul oh, sister. What and kind friend. of healer? Maori, you know, from the Maori, the Maori oh, tribe. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And she is in Knoxville, Tennessee, and she's amazing. Um, she was actually the very first person to say to me, you know, because you're not supposed to diagnose when you're a healer. You're just supposed to kind of guide people. So, but she said flat out to me, she said, Sonia, I love you. It's your kidney. Check your kidney. By this point, the doctors were thinking the tumor was in the ovary, you know. And so I come back to Texas, I go to my urologist, and he says, well, you've got a stone. You're passing a stone. And then I said, well, do another CT scan. So he does another one, and sure enough, the, the tumor is there in the kidney. And, um, and it was Sarah who told me, you know. So I Isn't that her. amazing so, that some people have that insight and that intuition? I mean, really, there are people like that. I think that is so amazing. You know what's more amazing when you discover that you yourself are like that? When I discovered right. it myself, I couldn't believe it. I have, 
And you know what? I, if I do say so myself, I am one badass medical intuitive, and I do have people <laughs> to say that. that for. But I am. I really am. That is one of the services that I most enjoy doing is a medical intuitive reading because I will, t- I will look at your head. I will look from your head all the way to your toes. I will go from the top to the bottom, and I will help you tie physical to emotional causes of whatever it is that's going on in your life. I will not give you a diagnosis, but I will help you to figure things out. And, and it's just amazing. Um, like I said, I had to take these courses with Mona Lisa because she, she's the two time, um, she's got two PhDs in the um, anatomy of the, the neuroanatomy of the brain. Um, she's a practicing psychiatrist. She's a neuroscientist. I mean, this woman is, is um, you know Einstein? This is her mm-hmm. in this lifetime. Right. That's wow. that's her, and she is absolutely amazing. And I've learned so much from her. And I love the fact that she backs up everything that I've learned from Demo and from you know um, mysticism and intuition, all this other stuff, with science, with actual science. It was through her that I found out that I'm the Mnuchin child of my family. And Mnuchin, meaning uh, it comes from Salvador Mnuchin, who is an Argentinian psychiatrist who studied, um, fam- who, who, uh, studied the dynamics of family. He did family therapy. And, I mean, he started in 1974. Um, I believe he passed away last year. I'm not sure. But he did this, he did, among all these other studies, he discovered um, that in every family, there is one person, hypersensitive, you know, extreme, you know, even more than anyone else in the family, and that for no apparent reason, you know, he'd measure the cortisol levels before the, the session started for the entire family, right? Goes into the session, tested after the only person's cortisol that goes up for no apparent reason, just by being around the discussion and just picking up energies from the family around you is the munition child. Mm-hmm. And that is the hypersensitive person. And that is the person who, um, who, who ends up being, you know, you're, you're like an empath. And, and, it's, um, and it made sense to me because um, my cortisol was always really high and I, I could never understand why. <laughs> and so um, finding out that I was, that for my family, finding out that I have plagiocephaly, finding out the size of my amygdala, finding out all these physical issues just kind of helped me to accept myself mm-hmm. and, to, um, and to just move forward and explore the abilities that I had. You know, um, the brain has the ability to rewire itself as, it, as, as needed. And I discovered that my brain is wired much, much different than an average brain. I, um, you know, and I, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for who I am. I'm grateful for uh, studying under Mona Lisa, for Demo, for Mary, for, because all of them, you know, they're all earth angels. You know, we all, we all know that we're dying. We're all going to die eventually, right? We all know that we have a body and our body was given to be the vehicle for our soul in this moment, in this lifetime, right, in what we're living today. And that body 
you know, uh, you got to really take care of that body because I'm here to tell you, we only get the one chance at this lifetime. You'll only experience this once in a lifetime. And I know this because I have died and I've been to the other side and I know what's out there. And let me tell you that it is not what we think. Heaven is not on the other side. Heaven is here. Mm -hmm. That feeling of peace, of bliss, of, of just, it's here. You can find your heaven here. I, you know, I think that the reason the universe said, okay, let's, let, let's, all right, Surya, let's let you die for a second. Come over here and talk to me for about three minutes of your time, you know, it's an <laughs> eternity over here. Mm-hmm. So let's talk. Let me show you what goes on. Why? Why do you want to leave, leave Earth? Earth is my gift to you. Earth is the Eden that I created for you. Take care of Earth. You know, find, that is where, you know, the promises that Jesus made, you find them there. You make them, you know. And so um, it's true. It's true. I, I, that's what I say to people. Heaven is here. Don't, a lot of us live, or I, used to, I know I did, it, it was all about, you know what, I've got to be good. I have to be charitable. I have to help others. I did it, did it, did it, did it, because I want to get to heaven when I die, and I want to get to heaven when I die, and I want to get to heaven when I die. But we're just wasting all this energy and time because heaven is here, and we can all connect to the universe here. See, the difference between earth and over there is that here you, you're, there's physicality. You can, you can touch things. You can see things. Over there, there's no touching. There's no seeing. There's just a feel. And I'm not going to lie to you. It is such, such an amazing feeling when you get to that space of nothingness and you're there just with this divine energy, you know, floating just there, you know, and it's when you really become one. But that is there for all eternity. You do not need to rush. That will be there for all eternity. Your heaven is here. Find it here. So do what you have to do. Advocate for yourself. Make sure and do not think that self-care is selfish. That is a very old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Self-care is absolutely not selfish. My way, my opinion is if you don't apply self-care, you're being selfish. Because if you don't care for yourself, you're not going to be able to care for anyone else, you know? So that's being selfish. Do, you know, go on a healing journey. Do whatever you need to do. Find the courage to remember who you really are and to remember what you are meant to do here on earth. And Phil, I really, you know, if you, if you are one of my Facebook friends, you will know that I truly, I am constantly sending a stream of love and light to the entire world. I, you know, I'm an open book on Facebook. What you see there is what you get. That is my life there. And you know what? I'm in heaven, and I want to share it with all of you. And I want to help everyone. I want to help people um, transform their lives, you know, you can get there. 
it's not easy. It it's a it's a it's a journey, but it is so worth it. I mean, if you would have met me three years ago, you would have thought, oh my God, this woman is dying. Poor thing. You would have felt sorry for me because I was in such a terrible place. I was I I literally was dying. I mean, I had renal cancer. Uh, my body was not responding to medication. You know, I was at the, I was in the hospital. I, I can't even tell you how many. Everyone knows me at the hospital. Just recently, I was there in the, at the ER. I landed at the ER because I was overworked, and all the nurses were like, "Oh, we've missed you." Oh, well, I haven't missed you, but thank you for that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just, thank you, but yeah, um, nice place. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, you can. Um, all you have to do is um, you have to remember. One of the things that was really important for me to remember and to still remember today is that, you know what? What happens above happens, people, as above, so below. So what you do for your soul, you must do for your physical body, okay? Very briefly, I'm just going to say, um, it is, in my experience, I've learned that a lot of people say, I don't hear God. I don't know what you mean by uh, listen to this, uh, you know, watch out for signs, pay attention to it. Um, God is trying to say to you, and people say, I don't, I don't hear God. I don't hear the universe. Well, you know what? It's a feeling. You're not mm-hmm. going to hear it because it's a feeling. And you know what? The universe communicates to all of us through our body. This is why we have an energetic body. We don't just have a physical body. We also have an energetic body. And we have these spheres called chakras, right? I'm sure you and Tiffany, you're familiar with your chakra system. We have seven of them um, in our, you know, in our earthly body down here. And so you begin from one, you know, chakra number one, your root chakra. Let's just take that one as an example. That's your physical center for that one is your families, organizations, you know, families are supposed to make you feel safe and secure. And if for some reason you don't feel safe in your community or in an organization or at work, you've got to explore it. That's the universe talking to you. There's a reason why you don't feel safe. And perhaps we haven't connected the fact that, oh, I've had allergies all the time. Oh, it's just the allergies. Hello, that's autoimmune. For chakra is immune system. If it's just allergies, explore it. Take the time to say, well, why am I always this time of year around it? Explore it because that's the universe trying to tell you something. I wasn't taught this. So it's not that I was ignoring the science of the universe. I wasn't aware of how the universe spoke to us. And this is why my, my ailments got up to seventh chakra. When you get up to seventh chakra, that's life-threatening disease, you know, and, and you better fix it because the universe will take whatever organ you have located in that chakra, and if you don't listen, if you're not paying attention, it will shred that organ. And, I mean, I'm, <laughs> that's just, I've, I've lived it through my experience. I know, you know, I got my ears taken away, part of my kidney taken away until I, and I lost my thyroid gland completely. I do not have, I don't even have a small piece of tissue anymore. The last sonogram revealed that. So it came to a point where I, I needed to learn and I needed to understand. And you know what? I might have lost my thyroid gland and my uterus 
and part of my kidney. But, but I still have, but the energy of my thyroid gland is there. The energetic part of my thyroid gland is there. And if you learn to nourish and, and care and strengthen your energetic body, then your physical body will just, your physical body is like a dummy, you know? It just says, oh, okay, she's saying to do this. Oh, we're now getting minerals. Oh, yay, da-da-da. Your physical body will then be healed. But you really, really need to pay attention to your energetic body. Um, let me correct that. Actually, you need to pay attention to both things. It's about a balance. You can't have too much or too little of one thing. You've got to have a balance. You've got to have a balance of healthy, of, of your healthy spiritual body, your energetic body, and you have to have a balance of a healthy physical body. And you have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to accept. You have to be willing to take a step forward. You can't be looking back anymore because it's no use. You're just wasting energy. You can't do anything about the past. Can't change it. So stop, you know, stop wasting energy looking back. Keep moving forward, you know. And, and I assure you, your life is, is just everything. Everything, you know, everything just turns around. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I'm, I, I can't even tell you how happy I am. And if you look at my medical <laughs> history and you look at my, um, at my, you go right now into my doctor's office and say, I like her medical records. And if you look at it, you, you're going to read all this terrible stuff on there and you're going to say, oh, my God, this poor woman, she's so sick. But you know what? I'm not anymore because I've healed my spirit. And when you heal your spirit, your physical body just um, aligns itself too. It's like, oh, I want to be part of that, you know? Um, there's my two cents on that. <laughs> wow, you know, well, you have I, to let us you have to let us just sit here for a moment, right? Because, <laughs> right. <laughs> because we need to let all that soak in before we say what we're going to say next. Because <laughs> Celia, you touch people, you touch me. Thank you. Oh, Dana, yeah, you're going to make me cry. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> We were both talking about that, you know, the resonance while you were talking. It just, you know, yeah, it's just overwhelming in a good way. You know, I think everybody just plugs along with their regular life and they don't they don't stop to really think or about where they're, you know, where they're going with that. Well, you know, one thing I love about following you on your page is there's always beauty. Always light, even yeah. if you are in a struggle. It is, you have such a way of understanding it and just forging forward. It's it's a beautiful thing, and I don't know if you realize how many people you touch by, by doing that. It's, it's profound for me. Oh, Thank you. Thank you for saying that because that right there, exactly what you just said, that's my goal every day. I wish that there had been someone out there when I was in my darkest moment sharing light the way that I do. And so it, 
for me to do that is because I know, I know that every single day there are so many, there are millions of people struggling. If it's not with their health, it's with uh, a family situation or situation at work or just, you know, I mean, there's always something that um, is casting a shadow on your happiness. And so I, you know, I really, I just like to share happiness every day. And I just like to remind people that light, the light is always there. Love and light go together. It's the same thing. When I say much love and light to you, I, you know, I had a friend who said, man, you must be so lovable to send all that love. And I'm thinking, and she goes, this light that you're talking about, what is this light? <laughs> and I smiled and I said, love and light are the universe. When you say love, it's like when I say love, I'm referring to divinity, to divine love. Mm-hmm. Love and light always, you know, divinity to you always, you know. And um, the light, I mean, even Jesus spoke about the light. You know, do you remember he said, if thine, body, if thine eye be filled with light, then thine whole body shall be filled with light. And so it is really, really important. Even Jesus believed that, you know. I, um, we have to have another show um, <laughs> to talk about my encounter with the Christ energy when I, when I had my flatlining experience. It was such a beautiful encounter. Um, I, um, I, I, I experienced, um, quite a few things and they're all detailed in the book, but one of the, one of my happiest memories of that night is encountering Christ, the Christ energy through Mary Magdalene and Jesus of Nazareth. And you have to read it because if I talk about it, I'm going to cry. But um, oh, I think we're all crying. <laughs> yeah, I'm crying. I'm like, you know, I can't even hardly talk. <laughs> it is, I'm just going to say real quickly, it is Magdalene for me, Mary Magdalene for me is, is she's my go-to. She's one of my higher powers. She's always with me. She's always reminding me to be strong. She's always reminding me of my strength and my mission. And she's always by my side. And um, so is Jesus. And they're by my side equally, together, as divine complements, as a couple. Um, one of the things that I remember, uh, it's like a dream, you know. Uh, you remember it like a dream. Um, I can't really describe exactly how because there are no words for it. It doesn't exist here on earth. But um, what I experienced I heard Jesus' voice, and when I talk about Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus of Nazareth, the human being. Um, he, his voice was, you know, he wanted me. He said, you need to tell the world about Magdalene and her divinity and her Christ energy, how Christed she was. There was a reason why I, Jesus of Nazareth, chose Magdalene to be my divine compliment. She deserves love, admiration, and respect because she is just as Christed as I am. And that is the message of equality. And that's the message that should have that should have been from the beginning of time. But, you know, with this whole the man is stronger than the woman thing, you know, we got we kinda got the message a little distorted. But I think that um 
Yeah, you know, but I think that the message is, is now coming together, and I think that people are really starting to see. I love, you know, I love, I love to see people just be and get along and, um, and love each other. We're all here trying to do the same thing, you know, on different levels. We're all here either clearing up some, you know, of our own personal karma or, um, or you know, we're, we're trying to clean up ancestral karma. We're all here doing the same thing. In the end, mm-hmm. we're all here, you know, to, to heal, up. To, to think, yeah, to clean up and to heal together as one, to be one. We're all here to move into that oneness, which I'm, I can't wait. You know, I can't wait to see what happens within the next 10 years because I have a feeling that this world is, is uh, that we're, we really are changing and we're transforming and, um, and it's going in the right direction, I think, I believe. And, um, well, and with you and with you at the, at the front of the line, I feel a lot better. I mean, truly, uh, <laughs> there's something, you know, there's something about you and, I know everybody can feel it. I uh, mm. I just appreciate you, and I know that your life. I knew about a lot of the things that that you write about in your book and before the show, because we'd shared this before. And you know, to have gone through all of the stuff that you did, but then to see this person that you are now and all the things you can do, it's like not. It's like all of that kind of made this possible. So I'm thankful in this strange way that you did go through some of those things because look who you are and you touch so many people and um, yeah, it's a really great feeling. In fact, I'd like for you to record yourself so I can go to sleep to you talking to me at night. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome? Actually, actually, you know what? Uh, Demo and I, I have to tell you, Demo and I are talking about uh, recording something together. Oh, Um, you know, one of the, uh, one of the things that really helped me, um, I can't, I, I, I couldn't meditate before because again, I've got that Gemini mind and it's always chattering. Um, there's always that monkey chatter going on in my mind, and it was really hard for me to. <laughs> now I'm you know, a pro at it, you know. But it was really hard for me to just sit there and kind of close my eyes and breathe and not think about it. That's just like impossible for me, right? So um, it was through I. Demo said, why don't you try one of my guided meditations? And, of course, he's got the thyroid meditation that I absolutely adore. Um, I practice that at least three times a week. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite guided meditation by Demo Dimortali is Awakening the Sacred Heart. I, hmm. You have no idea. I've sold, I can't even tell you how many CDs of that one meditation at my business, at my place of business, because, and I've given it away, and I've just, because and I refer everyone to Dima's um, website, One Light One Spirit, where you can get it. Because it does wonder. It really does. I mean, it. Uh, you have to try it because I can't. I can't explain what it does. You know, I, it's just amazing. And it's funny you should say that, Dana, because I am thinking of. Um, you know, I'm working on my second book now. <laughs> so I'm kind of, you know, and I'm. I've got. I've got a kid in college, got another one starting second grade. <laughs> um, I have so much to do, but I will take, I, I am thinking of taking the time to do a healing, a spiritual healing uh, meditation. And uh, hopefully, you know, um, 
Timo and I can work on that together. But it would mm-hmm. be my, um, you know what? And I want to work on something that I can give away. I don't want to work on the, you know, the book. I can't. I would, I would have loved. You have no idea how many books I've already given away. I'm, I mean, if you see me on the street, I'll just give you my book because I, this, <laughs> this book, <laughs> this book was definitely is definitely not a. I didn't, I didn't write my book to make money. That was not the intention at all. I mean, it's a great bonus if it does happen in the end, but that was not the intention at all. The intention was I was, um, I was so determined. I cannot tell you. I was so determined to avoid, you know, uh, um, to help people avoid unnecessary misery because one of the things that I learned during my flatlining experience is that misery is not a requirement for heaven. You do not have to suffer in this lifetime to be happy in this lifetime. I don't know who came up with that. I don't know when in society we, you know, that thought has been imprinted in our minds from the beginning of time. That's not, I'm telling you right now, it is not a requirement. You don't need to suffer. So when I wrote my story, when I got the... Or the things need to be perfect to be peaceful. The thing is finding exactly. the peace in the in the mess is what it, you know. I think that's that makes yes. people very unhappy and very ill is, you know, expecting that everything should be perfect that you're loved by God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not that's not how that works. No, exactly, exactly. Because the divine says, "I'm perfect. You do not need to be perfect because I'm yeah. already perfect for you, and I am." a part of you and you are a part of me and I'm always within you. So that perfection is that you don't need to worry about being perfect because perfection, if you must be perfect, it'll come once you realize and understand to trust. And then you know what my perfection is? My perfection is running late everywhere because I'm always late because I have to take a gazillion supplements before I leave my house. Right, (laughs) right, right. right. And you know what? I'm late all the time. And I do not do it on purpose. And I set my alarm three hours earlier when I really have to be at a doctor's appointment or something really important or a client. And I'm always apologizing. But you know what? That's my perfection. I'm not going to be perfect anymore. And I, I'm tired. And one day I got, re- I, one day I said, you know what? That's it. I can't please anyone. So not I just can be myself. You know, I, it, um, you're right. I mean, perfection is not, you don't need to be perfect. Right. It's actually, um, I think it's and perfect. I think that can actually perfect. <laughs> make people ill when they don't, yeah. yes. you know, when they're trying to fulfill their definition of their self by other people's standards. It doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. We have to learn to respect the fact that everybody is different. I think people who are empathetic are so, it's almost like when you get older, you have to learn to control all the voices and feelings and everything that you feel all the time. It's it's yes. it's like management, you know what I'm saying? So for yes. to be on time is almost impossible because there's always this this massive influx of feelings and emotions and and oh my gosh, I mean just but that's those people. And so if you take somebody who is not like that and they're they're never going to be like each other. We have to learn to mm-hmm. to to be able to value the fact that everybody has different gifts and they're all just as important and and you know we're not gonna you're not gonna fit that round peg into the square hole ever ever it's not gonna work and you know we could just go on and on 
In fact, you know, okay. I mean, you can call me tonight and tomorrow night and the next <laughs> night. Put me and Dana because, both on a on a on a right? list. I mean, right. I mean, you could be, you could just be on a loop. You know, you could just say bubbles over and over for an hour. I mean, your voice <laughs> is so that. soothing and that. calming <laughs> and reassuring, and I just love it. And we are so so happy to have you in our lives. I am we as well. We need to do this again. Yeah. We do. We do, oh, and we for will. Sure. But um, thank you so much, Celia. You are love and light. You are, and uh, we're we're awesome. all grateful. And we just um, love you more than words can say, all the yeah. time. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, girls, I love thank you because um, you two are two of my other soul sisters. You really are. And I just have to say, I want to thank all the listeners. I just checked my phone. I'm sorry. I was. I cannot multitask. I was trying to focus on the show. And so I want to thank all of you for all your sweet uh, text messages, messages. I'll get back to you in a minute. And (laughs) I really want to thank uh, Dana and Tiffany for creating the space, for allowing, you know, um, for not allowing, but for um, sharing so much knowledge. Because this is a free service. You know, this is amazing that you guys take the time to do this without getting anything in return. But I think that what you're getting in return is the joy of when you hear someone say, thank you for this show. Thank you for talking Mm -hmm. about so-and-so or thank you about talking about this subject or that subject because it really helped in my healing journey. So thank you, Tiffany, and thank you, Dana, for creating this um, this show. I am very, very honored, very, very grateful. And, um, you know, I just love you, girl. We love you, too. Thank you so much. And everybody, uh, please, please, please check out uh, Celia and her book at thegoldenbutterflyjourney.com. It's uh, not only is it an amazing story, um, amazing book, but it's a great coffee book table. So um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just makes you feel good looking at it. It's so peaceful and inviting, the cover. Uh, Your friend nailed that. Uh, seriously, she was right, and it, it does feel good. So I'm I'm half teasing, but yeah. really, no, go check it out, and uh, we will have you back. So thank you so very much, and have a very fabulous day. Thank you. You too. Much love and light to all. Love, Bye. love, love. Okay, Bye. 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 Okay, so again, the Golden Butterfly Journey, just, just spelled as it is, dot com. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. has the most beautiful site. It's like it's mesmerizing. <laughs> I love the right? colors and everything. She's got that amazing book and she also offers ser- uh, services, medical, uh, but I'm tongue-tied after this. Medical mm-hmm. intuitive readings, health coaching sessions, bi-individual thyroid coaching sessions, all kinds of goodies. So please be sure to check out this amazing individual, the golden butterfly journey.com. I think that was and one of my favorite shows, and we rarely said a word. It was like I was just I entranced. Me too. Seriously. I was entranced the whole time. Like I was just like, you know, it wasn't that she was putting me to sleep. It's that she was calming me. Right. And it was this reassuring, and it was this this feeling Meditated. of like happy. Yeah, it was, it was really perfect. So thank you always to our listeners. Um, we love doing the show. We really, really do. Even though we have technical issues on a lot of the shows, please forgive us. Maybe it's the thyroid thing. I just don't know. 
And at the very beginning of shows, when I'm trying to text with Tiffany and she doesn't have the password and can't log on, I'm trying to talk and type, you know, it just goes a little slower and a little more. You know, honey, we are who we are. We are. So that's, that's it. So I just appreciate everybody who listens and loves the show. uh, Despite some of those things, we love you. And if you get a chance, please um, leave us a little review on iTunes. Uh, don't talk about the technical issues, just about the great fun and um, wonderful things you hear on the show. And while you're there, you can always download and um, listen to all the previous shows. Absolutely. And please don't forget to check out thriveprobiotic.com. Amazing, proven, fabulous, spore-based thriveprobiotic.com. We're just totally honored to have them as sponsors for the radio show and believe in them. Thoroughly. I do want to make one quick um, shout out as well to Demo uh, yeah. also. So mm-hmm. because we both think he's very amazing and meditative as well. And we, we talked about him so much today, but one light, one spirit.com uh, awakening the sacred heart. I'm looking at it right there. There's a free three minute sample on that. So please be sure to check out this other amazing individual. Cause Dana and I are totally convinced that the spiritual portion of thyroid illness is required to be addressed in order to heal. That's just, Definitely. Right? And back to my exciting news that I didn't really elaborate on earlier, Thyroid <laughs> 30 coming soon. If you're listening to this um, on August 15th, it's coming soon. We're launching September, the end of September 2018. It is a wellness adventure, a 30-day wellness adventure that makes improving your life simple, attainable and fun and fun it's designed by thyroid patients for thyroid patients built on the power of community um it features game-based rewards and scoring which is really cool we've worked really hard on that and the badges look really neat it just basically helps you achieve lasting and meaningful life change and you can set your intention if you want to try to uh quit sugar for 30 days or if you want to lose three pounds in 30 days, or if you want to better your sleep in 30 days, you set what's good for you, what works for you, and something that's attainable, and we help you get there. It is a game, and uh, we are launching soon, so stay tuned. ThyroidRefresh.com slash Thyroid30. Thanks so much. Very exciting. Yes, very exciting. It's just going to be fun, <laughs> really. positive, it's right? Just going to be supportive. Fun. Yes. Right? Fun. That's huge. That's huge. Yep. Of course, Dan and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. There will always be something that you have to address. Your body will tell you you have to be an intuitive within yourself, truly. Make sure to always listen uh, and be mindful of what it's telling you. Yeah, definitely. This is Dana. And Tiffany. Your Thyroid Nation Thriving. Thrivers, bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Great show. Thank you, guys. Bye.